of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there's people that really get into studying their name and what the root meaning of their name is and where it came from and all this, that, and the other. And uh, I know that one time I started looking up even my name and pastor's name, and I discovered that uh, Brenda means fiery one, enthusiastic one. So I was like, yay, my mom got that right. And then Mark means warrior. So that could tell you a lot right there that some days in our house, there are some sparks that fly between the fire and the warrior. But anyway, (laughs) good things, good things. We've got a lot of enthusiasm in our name. But anyway, and then there's certain family names. That are known for different things. There's, there's names that mean greatness, that mean wealth and prestige when we hear that name. You know, there's, there's certain family names that are very popular in our country and there's royalty names and there's names that when you hear them, it just sounds like kingly kind of names like Nicolopolis. When you hear that, you just think of kings and priests and and royalty. You know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway, names mean different things. But tonight we want to talk about the name. The name. There is a name above every other name. There is a name that brings salvation. There is a name That brings deliverance. There is a name that brings healing. There is a name at the very mention of that name. That the peace of God comes upon the scene. The Bible tells us over in Acts chapter 2 verse. uh, Acts chapter 4 verse 12. I'm I'm used to referring to Acts chapter 2. Because you know the fire. The fire of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) But tonight we want to look at Acts chapter 4 verse 12. In the Amplified It says, and there is salvation in and through no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. How did we get born again? By calling on the name of the Lord. And look what it says. There is no other name given under heaven among men in which we must be saved. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Notice that Jesus said, I am the way. He didn't say, I am a way. There's lots of flaky stuff out in the world. And there are people that say, well, all roads lead to God. Believe whatever you want to believe and we're all going to end up in the same place. But that is not what the Bible says. The Bible says we are only saved by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other name that contains the power to bring us into right standing with Father God. Jesus is the way, the only way. Amen. That name speaks 
a power. That name speaks of strength. His name speaks of authority. His name speaks of deliverance. How many of you were not here this morning? I think most of you probably were. I recognize most of your lovely faces. But this morning, we gave you a fresh testimony. Before we get into that, I want to look at Proverbs 18.10. We were singing this this morning, and I love this song. It's right from this verse. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is what? A strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Doesn't that just bring encouragement in your heart? The name of the Lord is a strong tower in the face of opposition, in the face of danger, in the face of an attack from the enemy. We can run into the name of the Lord and we are promised what? Safety. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Everybody lift your hands and let's just say the name of Jesus three times. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. At the mention of his name. Oh, how sweet the name. Oh, how powerful the name. You may have found yourself in a situation, maybe a car's headed right toward you or, or some sort of tragedy. You don't have time to get down on your knees and pray 25 different confessions. But if all you can get out is Jesus, that's enough. Jesus, heaven stands at attention at the mention of that name, Jesus. And that's what happened to us. I'll recap it real quick here. But we were in Branson on uh, Tuesday night. And it was a kind of a strange day. It was real hot there. And the air was real thick. And on the inside of me, I'm thinking, this is tornado weather. Because that's what happens this time of year. If it gets too hot too soon, then when it begins to cool off at night, that cold air coming down from the atmosphere meets that hot air coming up from the ground and you get some action. (laughs) You get some explosions. That's what causes a tornado. So anyway, we were going about our business that night. We were uh, staying in a condo with some friends of ours, some minister friends. They have a place there in Branson, right down at the Branson Landing. So we're sitting around that night and we're watching uh, the news and we start seeing that some activity is developing there in eastern Oklahoma. Some activities over in Arkansas and it's heading toward where we are there in Branson, Missouri. And our friend, out of his mouth, he said... In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus around my property in Tulsa, Oklahoma, around the ministry and around our property here. He just spoke it just like that. So we sat there and we continued to kind of watch the news about one o'clock came and they begin to say tornado watch. A watch is, you know, kind of watch something could develop. Then it went from a watch to a warning, which means something has developed. And uh, so we're, you know, we're not that alarmed. We didn't hear anything. It wasn't raining anything. So Pastor and I go to bed. And at about 1.15, I wasn't asleep yet. And he was kind of dozing off. Hear this. It's like a roar. There's no other way to describe it except a roar. 
pastor jumps up and he says, it sounds like a train. Well, you know, there was no train track there. Our condo was right on the river. So there, normally they don't build trains on the river. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I knew immediately what it was. Jumped up. Our friend was out in the living room. I hear him and his wife. They're going, in the name of Jesus. I mean, we didn't have time to pray a long prayer, but they're declaring, in the name of Jesus. Pretty soon, all of this roar and everything stopped. Well, we got out on the deck with our flashlights, or or three of us did. Pastor was at such peace, he stayed in bed, but anyway. So we're out on the deck with our flashlights. We see stuff floating around in the river. We shine the flashlights over across the river and see that there's been some damage on some houses right across the river. Well, we tried to go to sleep, but our friend was, he, we, he's like the investigator. He wanted to see what was going on. No power. So down three flights of stairs, we hear him tromping around and comes back upstairs to tell us that there's damage down there on the landing. You know, it's about three in the morning by now. We're like... We're okay. Can we get go to sleep? But anyhow, <laughs> so the next morning we get up and we discover how the hand of the Lord has really protected us. And the name, just the utterance of the name. That's all they got out. That's all I heard them saying. We didn't say anything. It came so quick, but they were in there saying, in the name of Jesus, at the mention Of that name, demons tremble. At the mention of that name, storms are averted. Tragedy is stopped. We went downstairs. We were on the third floor of this building. The very doors to the entrance of that building were shattered. That's how close it was. Because when a tornado comes, there's pressure. And it starts exploding things. And out there in front of our door at the landing, there was a kiosk that was all twisted up. Awnings were ripped off of the buildings. I mean, it was a mess. Down in the garage, our car was down there. Their car was down there on the edge of the garage. Some car, you could tell that the glass had just, the windows had just exploded. There was glass Everywhere, And we begin to see, if any of you saw anything on the, the news, that Hilton Hotel, that all the windows blown out of, it was right across the street from us. This condo where we're in. There's two buildings there. And the building, as you came out the building, the building right to the right, at the end of that, some of those condos were hit. And we, we began to realize that when they spoke Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that tornado had been headed right for our building and it did a quick ride. Glory be to God. Thank the Lord for the power that is in that name that is above every name. I'm so thankful that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. There's safety in that name. And nothing is stronger than the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I found this scripture today over in Jeremiah chapter 50, 50 verse 34. Jeremiah 50. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm excited that I'm alive. Glory be to God. 
You know, those tornadoes can be very dangerous. We went downtown and started to look at the damage. And a motel was hit here. A restaurant was hit here. This one motel, all the windows were blown out. I saw a hot water heater and some of the furniture over on the side of a hill. Because that just sucks things out of there. I'm glad I wasn't sucked out of my bed. Glory be to God. Safe, protected by the hand of the Lord. But I found this verse today. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 34. Just the first couple of lines there. Their redeemer is strong. The Lord of hosts is his name. Our redeemer is strong. The Lord of hosts is his name. The Lord of hosts is his name. What does that say to me, to you? That tells us that Jesus is the captain of our salvation. And he is the Lord of the host of the mighty army of the Lord. He's the Lord of hosts of ten thousands and thousands of angels. Hallelujah. He's strong. The Lord of hosts. When you mention his name, If you need angelic protection, all of a sudden the host that he is the Lord of shows up and encamps round about you and no weapon formed against you will prosper because the Redeemer is strong. The Lord of hosts is his name. He is mighty to deliver. He is mighty to save. He is mighty to protect. He is mighty to heal. Whatever you need him to be, he is the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! The Lord of hosts is his name. I am so thankful that my Redeemer lives. I am so thankful that I serve a risen Savior. I am so thankful that He is the way. He is the only true and the living God. Some people are serving a dead God. They're serving a dead religion. And that dead God and that dead religion, that ritual praying that they're doing, producing no power. They can't call on the name of Buddha in the time of crisis and expect a host of angels to come and protect them because Buddha is dead and Buddha doesn't have any power but our Lord hallelujah he is alive he is risen he's already conquered death hell and the grave what's a little tornado in the face of all that he has already conquered and overcome glory be to God my redeemer is strong my redeemer lives nothing is too difficult for him everything and every knee must bow to his name I love this passage over in Philippians chapter 2. Very familiar. But Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. I encourage you to read this whole chapter of what it means our Jesus has done for us. But I want to read it in the New King James Version. Verse 9. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him. 
and given him a name which is above some names, above most names, above everything except cancer. No, his name is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on the earth and those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. The day is coming and it's coming soon and very soon that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. When he comes back on this earth, riding that white horse after we've already been raptured, when he comes back to set up his kingdom, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I have had the honor and the privilege to personally know him. We voluntarily, because we are so in love with him and we so appreciate what he has done, we willingly bow our knees. Amen. Before the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're not going to be forced because we know him. We love him. Every knee shall bow. Now I want to look at this first verse there in verse nine. God hath highly Mm -hmm. exalted him. That phrase highly exalted him. There's two words there. H-U-P-E-R. I don't know how to say it. It might be a Greek word. H-U-P-E-R, but it literally means over. Then there's another one, H-U-P-S-O-O-O, and it means to lift up, over and to lift up. So Strong's Concordance says this, this phrase suggests an exaltation to the highest position, an elevation above all others. God has given him a name above every name. He has lifted him up over and above every other name. There is no name like the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is power in his name. There is authority in his name. And you and I, as believers in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have been given the authority to use that wonderful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus is recognized in three realms. The name of Jesus has authority in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Think of it. Angels. Men and demons all must bow at the name of Jesus. And that name belongs to us. We as believers are authorized dealers of the name of Jesus. No, there's all sorts of dealerships out there. And you'll see some sign that says authorized dealer 
of BMW or authorized be- dealer of this. Why? Because there are some fakes out there. There are some people that say they're authorized to sell this or to fix this, and they're not really. But the authorized, the real ones, they've got papers to prove that they have been authorized by that company to sell a product or to fix a product. Folks, we have papers. We have written proof. We have a legal right to use the name of Jesus. We are authorized dealers of that name and that authority and that power that is represented in this name. The power in the name has been delegated to the church. Anybody in here part of the church? Anybody in here a believer? Then wave your hands at me. If you are a believer, if you are an authorized dealer of the name of Jesus, wave your hands. If you have your Bible, wave your Bible. Let's make Jesus glad and the devil mad. I am an authorized dealer. It is written. It is written. I've got the power. I've got the authority to use that name that is above. Every name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now listen to this statement. I I read this in, in one of Brother Hagin's books. Oh, that our eyes were opened. That our souls would dare rise into the realm of the omnipotence. Where the name would mean to us all that the Father has invested in it. That we would act up that we would act up to our high privileges in Christ Jesus. Oh, that we would grasp all that is invested in that name. You know what would happen? We would rise to a new level. We would come up in our authority if we really understood the power behind the name and when we use it what happens in the realm of the spirit heaven stands at attention demons tremble at the very mention of his name every believer has the right and the authority and the power that's invested in this precious name and you know what What I'm preaching tonight, how God protected us, how our pastor friends use the name of Jesus. It's not just for preachers. Every single believer has that same right and that same privilege. Yesterday, I believe that the Holy Ghost brought something to my attention. We'd had a busy day on Friday and on Saturday and so... I decided I was going to do a quick little exercise on my exercise bike. And I turned on the TV and it happened to be on CNN. Normally I, you know, I don't want to go there, but I don't normally watch CNN that much. But anyhow, I left it there because they were doing some coverage about different areas that had been hit by tornadoes. It wasn't just Missouri, you know, went on over into Kentucky and to Indiana. Lots of damage, loss of lives. We need to pray for those communities and those people. But right when I turned it on. They said, the headline said, prayer stops storm. Well, you know, that's going to catch my attention. And then it said that there, it said, we want to show you a clip from this little lady. And it's, she said, he said, lady, older lady in some Liberty, Kentucky. 
And one of her relatives caught this on video. This woman stepped outside her door. And it's on video. I mean, this huge funnel cloud is forming right in front of her house. It's swirling around. It's gigantic. And it looks like it's about to come down that funnel any minute. The little fingers of it were already coming down out of the cloud. And on CNN, this lady in a little grandma voice is going, In the name of Jesus. And then she said, You see her hand. Whoever her relative was is getting her hand. She's waving her hand. I have authority in the name of Jesus. And then she said, God, take it away. And then she kept going, take it away in the name of Jesus. And then she started talking about miracles. You did this for Elijah. You did this for certain ones. Now take it away from my house. Take it away from my neighborhood. And then right there on CNN, this lady breaks out in tongues. She is going. She has her hands outstretched and she's going in the name of Jesus. I mean just going for it. And this this huge cloud, it's swirling around. The little fingers are coming down. It's right above her house. And all of a sudden the little fingers go back up in the cloud. The cloud just starts going the other direction. And this is what really amazed me. The newscaster on CNN, I don't know what his name was, but he said, for those of you who don't know what that was, she was praying in tongues. (laughs) Is that amazing? You can look it up. Go on CNN website and, and either put in prayer stops tornado or take it away. That's how I found it last night was take it away. And the little video is there. The newscaster said that. For those of you that don't know, he said, she was praying in tongues. And then the rest of the story. Then he tells it on the video. It doesn't tell this part. Then he said, and the storm went over her house and over her entire neighborhood. (laughs) Woo! Woo! To God be the glory. To God be the glory. God got the glory on that. They didn't put her name on there. They didn't put her face on there. But God got the glory from some little old grandma declaring, In the name of Jesus, take it away. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) I just about fell off of my bike. I could not believe when she started praying in tongues. And they didn't cut that part out. Woo! Glory be to God. Even in the midst of tragedy, even in the midst of disaster, and again, our heart goes out to people that their families and loss of life and, and property. But I want you to know, if you know the power that's vested in that name, you can stop a storm. You can stop a tornado. You can stop a storm spiritual storm that rises up in your house. You can stop an attack, a physical attack that tries to come against your body or against your loved ones. There is power in the name of Jesus to stop 
all the attacks of the devil, whether they're spiritual, whether they're physical, whether they're financial, whether they're relational, you in the name of Jesus have the authority. Just like Jesus spoke to the storm. What did he say to that storm? Peace, be still. You can do the same thing. Peace, be still. In the name of who? I can't hear you. In the name of who? I can't hear you. Woo! In the name of Jesus. Peace be still. You know, as believers, we are given a great commission to do some things in the name of Jesus. Mark chapter 16. You ever heard of that chapter? Mark chapter 16, verse 17. How many believers do we have in the house? How many of your faith is rising up in the name of Jesus? Faith in the name will move mountains. Faith. In the name will destroy yokes of bondage. Faith in the name will cause your body to be healed. Faith in the name of Jesus will cause financial breakthrough. Woo! Hallelujah. Jesus said this in Mark chapter 16. And these signs will follow those who believe. In what? In what? In my name. They will cast out demons. We're not going around looking for devils on doorknobs, this, that, and the other. But folks, if one shows up, you got the authority to cast it out. In the name of Jesus. They will speak with new tongues. What else are we going to do in his name? They will take up serpents. To me, that represents just taking the devil by the neck. I'm not believing. I don't, you know, advocate going out and trying to wrestle with a snake. But I do know this, that if you're going to grab a snake, the place you're supposed to grab it is the neck. Right under its head and squeeze it to death. Hey, country girls know these things because they showed up every once in a while. Grab it under its neck. It can't get away and just squeeze it. That's what we're supposed to do to the devil. If you got to if one shows up, take it by the neck. And I'm talking about the devil. In the realm of the spirit, he's known as that old, the Bible calls him that old serpent, the devil. And that old serpent, the devil's got a lot of little snakes slithering around. One shows up at your house, don't pet it, don't run from it, take it by the, don't feed it, take it by the throat and break its neck, squeeze it to death. We got authority to take up serpents. Woo! Amen. 
squeeze it and then chop its head off in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against you. The devil only has one place that he belongs in our life. That old serpent, the devil, and that is under your feet. Squeeze his scrawny neck, throw him on the ground and stomp him to death. That's where he belongs. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm riled up. If they drink any deadly thing, what's going to happen? It will by no means hurt them. What else are we supposed to do in the name of Jesus? We're supposed to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I think the reason a lot of Christians are, are paranoid and they're afraid to lay hands on the sick is they think that it's their hand. They think they're the one that's got to have the power. You know what? All that is between me and the hand of Jesus is a small layer of skin. If you get that revelation, Jesus lives in me. It's not by my ability. It's not me, but it's faith in him. Faith in the name. Then you'll get a whole new perspective about laying your hands on the sick. Because you know it's the hand of Jesus. It's the hand of the Lord. It's that authority that he has given you. You're an authorized dealer. That's right. Yeah. Of the power of God, of the name of Jesus. Notice again, this does not say that preachers are going to have these things showing up in their lives. It says those who believe in thy name. If you are a believer, these signs need to be happening in your life. The New American Standard Version of this verse says, These signs shall accompany the believer. You know, it's kind of in here in the King James, in the New King James, it says follow. And that's good. But if somebody is following you, that means they're going along behind you. But if somebody is accompanying you, they're going right along with you. Come here, Kimberly. Yeah. Accompanying is we're going together. We're united. We got our shields locked together. Whatever she's got on her is going to get on me. Woo! She's accompanying me. But you know, if I'm out here and she's following me, that's okay. But woo, it's a lot better to have her right here accompanying me. And that's what he said. If you believe in my name, everywhere that you go, you don't have to keep looking behind you. Everywhere that you go, those signs are accompanying you. Those signs are right beside you. Those signs are showing up because where you go, they're right there with you. Woo! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Woo! Accompanying me. In my name, they shall cast out devils. In my name, they shall lay hands 
on the sick. And as a And in this last day, do not be alarmed and do not be perplexed as you see the increase of demonic activity. For there are those that have given themselves over to evil spirits and they shall there shall be manifestations and there shall even be people that come into your life and come into church services that are greatly influenced by the devil. But do not be afraid and do not draw back but rise up in the name of Jesus and cast that evil spirit out of them. Power and authority in the name that is above every name. It's been a few years now, but there for a while when I would go out to some meetings, I'm telling you, there was some demonic manifestations. And I'm talking about in the United States. You hear about it lots in other foreign countries. But there was one meeting that I was at. Actually, it was in Minnesota. We were here and I went back there to do a ladies meeting and it was in a hotel ballroom. And I'm up front and this woman came in in the back and sat down in the back. Nobody else could see her but me. And I'm, I kid you not. I started praying. I'd preached and started praying in tongues. And that li- lady literally raised up out of her chair. I mean, she was levitating. It was a weird deal. And so I grabbed the pastor's wife. I'm like, we have a problem in the back row. And so I told the singers to come up. And we went back there and started taking authority over that thing. And realized that this woman was so oppressed. Now, if you're a Christian... You're not going to be possessed. But there are a lot of people out there that are not Christians. And even sometimes Christians that dabble in things they shouldn't. There's like an oppression that comes. So I'm not putting fear on anybody. But this woman was not a Christian. I don't even know how she knew about the meeting. She showed up in the meeting and she was possessed. She started, after we started casting that thing out of her, she fell out on the floor. Didn't know if she was dead or alive. Laid there for a while. Got back up. Began to tell us she was ready to commit suicide. She was on her way out. That thing had controlled her life for many, many years. Major depression, this, that, and the other. But she got free. In the name that is above every name. I don't know what's going to be happening in the last days, but I do know that the name of Jesus is greater than any manifestation of the devil. Amen. And then he goes on, he says, in my name, you shall speak with new tongues. Amen. If you are a believer, these signs should be evident in your life. Don't short circuit the power. Don't limit the authority in the name of Jesus. Partake of all that that name has provided. Partake of salvation, partake of healing, partake of being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. This verse said, those that believe in my name, they shall speak with new tongues. We need to be filled with power, power for 
this hour. It would change all of our lives if we were to get a revelation of all that that name holds for the church. We'd come up. We'd rise up. We'd realize that heaven backs us. That we can pray in the name of Jesus. You know, the Bible tells us over in John chapter 14, verse 13. It says that Jesus literally has given us the legal right to use his name. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. What is that saying to us? Whatever you ask the Father in my name, that will I do. Jesus has given the church a signed check. Signed with his name. All we have to do is fill in the amount. Fill in the blank. There's way too many Christians that have filled in the check for a dollar. Thinking that they were being humble. When in reality, they were being stupid. More of that. We've got, we can get more of, we can get all that God has provided. I hear my spiritual father. He used to say this because Christians, they just limit God. It's kind of like they have this attitude. Poor old God. I don't want to bother him. You know, I, I don't want to bother him with my house payment, with my PG&E bill, with my car payment. As if those things were going to break and bankrupt heaven. No, the vast resources of heaven are at our disposal. But so many Christians live way, way, way below our rights and our privileges. Dad Hagen used to say that. Is that all his name could provide? Is that all his name could provide? Folks, his name can provide all of our needs abundantly, exceedingly over and above. There's power in his name. Let's stop limiting the Holy One. If we have a low estimation, a low respect for the name, we will not expect very much. Because we don't know what belongs to us. But in this place, in Heart of the Bay Christian Center, we are preaching the word. We are praying. We are praying the Ephesians prayers over the people in this congregation. You should be praying them over yourself. We are believing that we are getting a fresh revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus and what belongs to us. The authority that has been given to us. We are speaking that the eyes of our understanding are flooded with light. In this place, we are going to make much of the name. We are going to exalt and magnify his wonderful name. This is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to close doing this. Psalms 34, 3. 
It says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I'm beckoning you tonight. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Magnify literally means to make greater in size status, to enlarge. The Lord is not going to get any bigger than he is, but he can get bigger in our eyes. He can get our perspective of him can be increased and enlarged. That's why the psalmist David said, magnify the Lord with me. Don't magnify the problem. Don't magnify the sickness. Magnify the Lord with me. Exalt what? His name together. Are you ready to raise him up? Are you ready to let him be lifted up above all else? Are you ready to give him that exalted position due to him? Let's all stand there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.